Hello, everyone, and welcome to Crit Happens, the show where a group of college-age students pretends we have no outside responsibilities, and we play Dungeons and Dragons. Once again, I am TJ, and I serve as our table's Dungeon Master, joined by this phenomenal group of individuals. Before we launch the recap, I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who watched our last video. We apologize for the spotty starting audio and lag in our cameras. We are still learning how to work and, uh, and growing as we adjust to this whole recording thing. Without further delay, let's jump back into Albastia. Last week, we picked up as the party made way to Chuck's ex-wife's shop, where Lily and Chuck were supposed to be picking up their new clothes. However, upon arrival in the square, you all watched as Zatza was drawn up to, be, to the guillotine for execution. After absolutely zero strategizing, tension between Rava and Lajin, and the slaughter of the Dragonborn Executioner, a large mob of angry and scared citizens gathered as several guards began rushing towards the party. Stealing the cart with Zatza and the other prisoners, you all dashed to the train depot, where it was quickly decided that the best course of action would be to rob the train and make for Port Zos. After clearing the train of individuals with a solid and terrifying line from Lily, the travel seemed to go well and without fault, until you encroached upon the village of Glendale where you can see a military cart and several military personnel waiting for you. The closer you got, the more evident it was that the cart was full of some sort of boxes, and with a plan hatched out by Wolf and assisted by Farin, um, a essential medieval Molotov was launched to the cart as everything within it exploded. After one of the most chaotic sequences of events I've ever seen, you all managed to blow up the cart and drive the train through Glendale then ending up in an interrogation scene by a stowaway military scout. And after slaughtering him and contacting Atlas uh, on Rava's end, the decision was made to change the meeting location to Senros. As the coal-carrying coal portion of the train had been lost in the battle, eventually you ran out of coal and hiked your way to the small farm village of Endor. Where we pick up now as you all awaken in your rooms after a long rest. So, as you all come to, is there anything you all wish to do before heading down to the uh, interior part of the tavern? Nope, alrighty. Making your way down, uh, the inside is busier than when you came in the night before. Uh, you can see the the tiefling, purple tiefling woman is behind the bar once again, working on uh, bringing out different plates of food from the kitchen. Uh, inside, you see mostly what looks to be uh, humans, uh, a couple of orcs that seem to be the locale uh, to Endor. They're all dirty and already looking like they've been in their fields for some time. Uh, there is a table, the same one you all sat at the night before, that looks to be available if you wish to sit down for a morning's breakfast. So, sitting down, uh, you all have the option to either take the standard breakfast that everyone else is getting or make a specific order. What would you all like to do? Standard, right? Need. Chuck on standard with potatoes. He wants some potatoes. So standard with extra potatoes, I assume. Alrighty. So the tiefling runs back. Uh, in a few moments, you all are left here. Um, Farron sort of leans into the table. So um, before we rush out there, there is a group of people waiting for us. Uh, as in Zatza and Horus. And Oscar. So maybe a, a short breakfast before we head out. 
Um, it's also worth mentioning that we spent all night last night vocally discussing magic, <laughs> where magic is illegal. No! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're... <laughs> but the reason I made them is maybe it's worth mentioning that she didn't seem to write us out yet. As you all look around, there are no guards present or anything at all. Except waiting outside. Perhaps. Question. Would it be okay if I take breakfast on the road? It, you want us to leave fast, right? I mean, sure, but the rest of us are going to eat, so... But you make it urgent, so can I eat my potatoes on the on our way? I... It's, it's, I suppose so, sorry. Cool. <laughs> I want potatoes on the train. We're not taking the train, the train's on the... Has he been asleep the entire time? You forgot we drove through a city on fire, right? Any sense of the problem with us? Three months pass by, and she comes over. All oh, right, there. And she hands out a plate to each of you. She sets one plate in front of you. There's no potatoes on it. Oh. She comes back a few moments later and brings like an entire bowl of potatoes and sets it down. She like puts her head on your head or your, her hand on your head and like rubs your hair. I hope that'll suffice. And she looks at all of you. So, um, did you hear the news? That Robin's train we talked about last night is parked about two hours that way now. They found blood, urine, assortment of things. Does not check. Oh, I mean, he's pretty gross. Hatch I'm not sure. They say they think it's about a group of nine people, though. So, be us. Just eats his potatoes. If you see a group of nine, you know maybe contact a guard. And that that you you were right. He is dead. Steve, the tiefling. Really. Yeah, it's what I heard. Well, I had heard the same thing. I heard it. It's true. Apparently when they drove through there on that train, they blew him to bits. All that was left was a horn. That's all. It was very gruesome. They also found a head about three hours back from where the train was. Followed by a bunch of wood and the body. Whoever those people are, they are gruesome. They are sick. And they need to be caught. They definitely sound vile. You're right. Y'all don't know anything, do you? Why would we? I don't know. Y'all just came in last night. I just want to make sure you didn't run into them or anything. I mean, we didn't. Probably didn't. That's something so scary. Alright. Yeah. I did hear, it's worth mentioning, we talked about him and she begins to blush. Captain Stoneclaw did make it out. Oh, he did. Yeah. That's good news. She has a couple of extra scars now, and she kind of like chuckles. <laughs> She's like, oh. Oh, you like scars? I mean, I just, you know, it's, yeah. It's quite nice. <laughs> That's what I'll say. See. Anyways, if y'all need anything else, I'll be behind the bar. She makes her way back there. Um, I was wondering. Sure. Is, is there a place in town where we could get either a bunch of horses or two carts or something? I mean, we don't really have that kind of a facility here. We have the market, but they just mostly sell well, what they grow. Mm -hmm. Do you know if 
any farmers would be willing to to sell a a a, a cart for, that they use for produce or something. We do have a rancher not too far that they generally sell things to livery back in Senros. So they might have something there for you. They might have a few horses and nothing else. You aren't a large group by any means, so. Oh, but we we have quite a bit that we need to move, you know. So it's. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we grow any like you know, large horses or anything around here. But I'm sure you can find something that'll fit the, the few of you quite nice. Thank you. Did you need something else? Water. There's a glass of water. In Another glass. He's protected. They're good, but I want more wine. Also, where can I get a really big jug so I can carry a lot of them? Not with water skin, but something bigger. You want like a like a, like a, like a two-gallon jug or something? Can I get more than two? I can give you a five-gallon cask for this. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me finish telling you. I could, I could get a five-gallon beer tab and just fill it with water. If it... Deal. But five gold, I guess. She takes it and set it awkwardly as she walks behind the bar. She wants to bring out a five-gallon cask that you would generally keep beer in, sets it down with the, the, the what's it called, the dung and the uh, hammer. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, that's all Chuck wanted. He wanted more water. Goodness. And she, like, continually looks over at you curiously, very confused by this request. Uh, the rest of you, the, the breakfast here is, uh, basically, it, it's got, there's eggs, there is, like, a piece of chicken breast, uh, there is a couple of pieces of bacon, and then there is, like, a, a roll. It's pretty good. I mean, it's all, you know, grown local, so, rather raised local, <laughs> but it is good food. Is there anything else you all wish to do in this tavern before making your way either back to the smaller group or heading to find horses, whatever that may be. Okay. Uh, can I just get everyone to make a general perception check inside of the tavern? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Fourteen. Alrighty. So, um, you know, all of you... Well, not, not you so much, Chuck. Uh, but the rest of you, kind of try and be a bit more aware of your surroundings. You, you, you look around quite a bit, just making sure. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anybody particularly aware of your table, aside from the fact that you're a table of a strange assortment. Are you are you cloaked and covered? Okay. Uh, Farron is not. I know. Uh, so they're curious about this drow that's here. Not angry by any means, just like, wow. Yeah. It's here. In the morning. <laughs> um, as well as by the Sam Elliott-looking scraggly old man. Uh, and are, are you pink or red right now? Okay. So the pink tiefling as well is setting them off. Uh, so they're all, they are curious of your table, but they're not like, you know, eyeing you. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, what an odd ragtag group. It's on. Uh, in the bar, there are, well, tavern, there are, like I said, orcs and humans, uh, a couple of dwarves. You see a couple of goblins. Um, they don't seem to really stick around. They mostly come in, pick up a meal, and leave. Um, anybody who lives in the Empire can make a history check. 
I think that's gonna be everyone except Rava. Goblin. Hobgoblin. 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 Oh, blah, blah, blah. Another 16. 16. Go, 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 go. Nine. Nine. Oh my goodness. Let's do blah, 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 blah. Okay, you two aren't so much sure. You know that in a lot of places, goblin are not a subservient race by any means, but go goblin of Albastia tend to be very... Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the right word. I guess butlery. Or they are generally... They like to serve, so they get hired on a lot as like a hired hand. That would be like a messenger that runs errands or things along those lines. So most likely the goblins that are coming in are, are probably a wealthy family servant coming in to buy or collect their meals and bring it out to them. <laughs> Making your way out of the tavern. Uh, outside, now that you're actually here in the daylight now, uh, like I said, there are still a few guards that seem to be patrolling, um, but no one really like, you know, of high prowess or anything. Um... You see that outside there are a lot of people out tilling fields. Uh, a lot of the work you would generally see done by like a mule in a farm town, like in a medieval setting, are done by either a warforged or are done by an orc. Uh, orcs seem to be less... Well, of course, warforged don't really show their emotion, but you all get the general idea, knowing what you know about Albastia, that the orc are probably hired and the warforged are probably purchased uh, to do this work. Uh, and there aren't very many of the Lord Forge. There's maybe two in this small village. What is the plan? I think you gotta watch those cameras before we freeze. Right. So, the plan is to head to the ranch then? Okay. Uh, she didn't tell you, but she would have told you that it's on the north end of town. So, I forgot to put it out there. So, making your way there, uh, eventually, the village sort of ends as the outskirts pick up, uh, and the land increases from, like, you know, the small, like, uh, Riverwood-sized farms to, like, the larger farms that you would see, like, outside of Whiterun. Skyrim's a good example. Happy 10-year anniversary or whatever. But, uh, yeah. I think we we'll never. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, the larger farms seem to be more, whether it be ranch or, or dairy or very large wheat fields. Um... Eventually, you do see what looks to be the largest piece of land, sort of at the end of a road. Uh, and it is—it has a large, overarching, white-painted fence. Um, there's not any markings on it or anything. And you see a long setback, a very large house. Looks to be a farmhouse is a good way to describe it. Older, like, 80s-style farmhouse. Um, <laughs> with, like, the, the mesh-enclosed uh, porch to keep the mosquitoes out. So... Uh, Asen, is everyone going to make their way up to this house, or is there a small group of you going to do it? Okay. Chuck? I think I'll jump. Okay. Rava? All good. Jumping in, alright. So all of you making your way up to this house. Uh, that's the four of you plus Feyre and Lauch, and of course David. Uh, or is going to stay back a bit and kind of keep watch for the guards. Uh, making your way up to the house. 
The house itself looks to be about a two-story house, very generic. Um, there is a front door uh, on the outside of the porch, and there's another door inside the porch. Uh, the outside door has the knocker, so there's probably some way that they're going to hear it from the outside. You all will be able to infer. Um, any anyone in, of you in particular itching to knock that door? Can I read it? Uh, no. Chuck wants to knock it. itching to knock, knock it. All right, Chuck. Just... So Chuck reaches up and. If the mic picks it up, who knows? <laughs> if not, knock, knock, knock. There we go. Uh, a few moments pass by, and you can hear from deep inside the house, I'll get it! And then it sounds like very loud, loud footsteps coming. And eventually the unshackling of the inside door, and it opens. Uh, and coming out onto the porch, can I get everyone to make a perception check? Uh, just to see if you can see what's beyond them, too. Wolf. Hold on. Not great. 14. Already. And 12. Okay, you are the only one that can really see. Beyond this individual who I'll describe in a moment, uh, looks to be a very dim house. But what you do manage to make out as it shuts is a very messy kitchen. It looks to be covered in red. Uh, you can't tell if it's liquid or paint. But it's red. Uh, sorry, like paints on the walls. You can't okay. you can't tell the walls are covered in blood. Is your first inference uh, with your dark history you've had the last like three weeks, uh, or uh, like the walls are painted red? But the door closes behind as this very large loxodon comes out uh, with a very long, thick tongue. Uh, tongue, really? Sorry, trunk. Well, Sidon does not have a tongue hanging out of his mouth, it'd be kind of disgusting. Uh, he looks himself to be about seven and a half feet tall, very thick uh, and muscular, uh, but also a very large-looking beer belly. Uh, under his trunk, you can see a very, a very thick white beard coming out. His tusks are shone off. Sean, my goodness, sawn short, about uh, a foot out, and he opens the big door. Yeah, how can I help y'all? Oh boy. Howdy. How are you, big fella? What? I need to do all the talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to go to Senros. Cart to Senros. How many do you need to fit on this cart? Uh, well, there's not a lot of us, but we also have some luggage and such that we need to carry along as well. Alright, want to, like, borrow, like, a covered wagon or, like, a normal, like, hauling cart? Um, a covered wagon would be nice. As long as you can put... I'm sure we can come to an agreement on the price. And, uh, just the, just the wagon and a few horses, or, like, just to pull the wagon, or you want, like, some other horses for scouts, too? What's the... What's the... It's good. Oh. Might as well. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, uh... Oh, for, I gotta cover... Follow me! And he shuts the door behind him and steps out. Begins walking toward the large barn to the other side. Is everyone gonna follow? Yes. <laughs> he walks with a bit of a limp. Oh, hell, Rose. <laughs> She's taking me out to the back of the chair. 
He gets up to the, the large... The barn is just like a very generic-looking stable. And he takes the, the darker wood bar out, sets it on the ground, and slides the door open. And there's a very large cart inside. Um, it is covered with a gray cover. It's made of a very dark wood. Uh, the wheels, um, just as a point of information, are lined with rubber, but they're still metal. Or still um, uh, wood. But the rubber seems to be like a very deep grooved rubber. Uh, just an innovation. Uh, there is a long, much longer than you thought this building should have, slew of uh, stalls that seem to have horses in all of them. Now, y'all think this cart will do for what you need? <clears throat> I think it'll be perfect. It looks quite nice. Yes, it's great. Uh, looking in the back, it is. It is large enough for everything that you need, your storage included, or your luggage included. Uh, there are compartments in the back of it as well you can store things into. Uh, on the on the very back, there's like you know that inset like lockbox as well. Uh, and then on the inside, there is a row of seats down each side and in the back, and then there looks to be some sort of compartment underneath the main floorboard here. Now, this is a very favorable car of mine. The cart by itself, I built. So if you're wanting to purchase it, what 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 range are you looking to spend here? Well, Michael, what what are you asking? Okay. Well, it's not for sale. That's why I'm asking what range you're willing to spend. Be a few platinum. All right. Good part was maybe thirty platinum. Alright. Uh, for 30 platinum, I mean, I, I could... Maybe uh, 30 platinum to borrow it. And here in a bit, when y'all make some more gold, you can come back here and try to buy it. How much are you taking? 30 platinum is 300 gold. Well, how much gold do you want? I built it for almost 500. Oh, how about I get you, uh, I'll give you 65 platinum, uh, so for the cart and one more. Thank you for check. He sort of like looks over it and he looks back at a few horses. You said for one horse with that? Yes. Okay. And as you're making that before you call it out. Now the cart itself, if I take this deal, is still going to need probably another... Two or three horses to pull. Horses? I could sell a horse for between 15 and 25 gold, depending on what you're looking for. I'll buy one horse. Just a moment. Now, it's 18. Alright. You got a deal. I like you. I like your tattoos. I'm wearing my coat. I like your coat. The beard's quite elegant. We don't get no fancy folk around here very often. It's a beard. I got a deal. And he throws his hand down to you. I'll shake his hand. It like engulfs you. Yeah. I've still got like fairly large hands since I'm a dwarf. Yeah. But still. I will purchase uh, three horses. Three horses. All right. Oh, wrong voice. I went to your voice for some reason. Three horses. All right. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry. Now, I, if y'all want it, yeah, all right. Three horses, you got it. Do you like a horse platinum? That's about 40 gold, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Persuasion check. And you want to buy a horse as well. All right. So are you wanting a large horse or a medium horse or a tiny horse? One second. Thank you. <laughs> turns back. Chuck turns to the group. Second. Just look, it's like, get a horse, can I get the small one? I want a little one. Are you, are you supposed to ride it? Can I? Do I look? Fit on it. Uh, I mean, how much do you weigh? He weighs like 150. He could probably ride a pony. Okay, do yeah, it. But he's also really tall. Oh, just just his legs in. His legs would be like pulled up to his chest. Right, and he's got right. bad knees as it is. Okay, I look at him like, the small pony. How much? Fifteen gold. You hand him fifteen. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> Your special check. Anyone? Anyone? Fifty-five. All right. <laughs> you got you a deal. Four platinum for four horses. Three. Sorry, three horses. And so those three plus your one should be able to pull this cart no problem. You got your tiny horse for... I don't know what. Anything else for... Would you like to purchase anything? And I assume saddles are for the horses we are purchasing. Well, so for the three or for the four that are going in the car, you're not really going to need a sand. No, I just mean for any others. Yeah, anything beyond those four? Especially because that's going to be funny to watch? Yeah. I can do that. Would you be willing to part with? I mean, any gestures on the hallway, and you watch as what was once a long corridor already turns into twice as long. Oh! I can part with as many as you need me to part with. Could I take two horses? You can. Uh, medium, large, or small variety? Medium or large? What can a medium horse carry? Uh, is that a me question or a him question? You question. Okay, so medium horse can hold medium and reasonably weighed, weighted large uh, humanoids. What about me? You are a medium. You have a lower head of a medium humanoid. With your weight. Oh. Uh, how about one medium and one large? Right. So the large one's going to run you 20, the small one's 15. Okay. So 35 gold. It. Alrighty. How many 35? 35. Now, if y'all just do me a favor and wait right outside my house, I'll be with you in a moment. I'm going to get everything ready in here. Uh, I'm going to throw in there a massive care package just because y'all have been real nice. Bring some fancy, elegant folk in here. Made me feel real special today. You. He begins opening all the side compartments and loading them with like hay and goods and, and cleaning materials. Uh, a few like like bedrolls too. As you all make your way over towards the uh, house, is there any conversation you all wish to have amongst yourselves while you're waiting? Farin just sort of like, well, that would be better than I thought. I didn't have to say a word. What kind of red? I don't know. Or oh, we that he just pulled a lot of stuff for almost nothing. That's true. I'm just happy I got myself a little horse. We've uh, 
we've covered ourselves with blood, Fred, so I don't think that's really... George, I'm still gonna have blood behind his ear from the Dragonborn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't is. think we really don't want to judge. Oh, well. I hope he doesn't murder us. That's a nice fellow. I was concerned when he opened up the shins that follow me in. Exactly. Did he get a shot in the face? I don't think he, he deals with guns. What about other ways? Well, to be honest, I kind of think he deals with magic. I feel like it would have tied me up and made me suffer. He does. Extended his uh, knee sheds. Twice as big. I think of that, I know the rest of us did. This one, most of us can't. Most of us can't. Maybe not Chuck. And a few moments later, you hear as the cart comes wheeling out uh, with the uh, two, uh, the the two medium, large, and small uh, horses all uh, tied to the back of it. Uh, what colors do you guys want for your horses? I want the large ones, like pure black. That's sick. Uh, Chuck and Raba, roll a d20. Okay. I'm gonna make him a head a color chart for your horse. Nat 20. So the pony is like pure white. With black tail and black mane. Yes. 16. Uh, yours is like uh, brown with like um, reddish brown spots on like the back. Like a painted horse? Mm -hmm. like yeah, a painted horse. Brown spots there. That's exactly what it is, a painted yeah. horse. I'm glad you remember that term. Glad yeah. You. That's what I was about to ask. Because you're a horse girl. <laughs> JK. No, no Tennessee Walkers, Percherons. No. Miguel's the horse girl, anyways. Did you see how he fawned over the white horse? So, uh, as for the cart horses, they're all like pure brown with black tail and, and uh, mane. So, as he hops down and gathers himself a bit, all right, now, y'all come back anytime. Is there anything else I can do for you before y'all head out? I forgot to ask one thing. Yes, sir. I will probably mainly be driving the cart. Um, do you have a stool? So I can climb up. I mean, you to be honest with you, I, I kind of, you know, and he extends his trunk as high as he can. I have like a 14-foot uh, wingspan here. I've never needed a stool in my life. Okay. I don't really have one of those for you, sorry. Alright, well, I, I just wanted to make sure. Maybe one of your friends could throw you up there or something. But I can figure out the way. Well, y'all ride safe and don't be afraid to come back here anytime. Just maybe not now. Anyways, and he, he goes back into his house and shuts the door. I'm just gonna not question that at all. <laughs> just climb up onto the card. Yeah, it takes you minutes. What? I'm sorry, the card. I'm pretty okay. strong. I feel like I can like grab on. <laughs> Easy enough. Getting into this cart. Is there anything you all wish to do for heading back out to the uh, the abandoned crew? I'm getting on my horse. Okay. Yeah, uh, your horse, you rolled a what now? 16. Is a female. Yours is now. Is Louchin still farther back? 
Yeah, he's still chilling out at the at the at the entrance. All right, I'm gonna go and like just signal that he should like climb up. He turns and sort of nods and begins walking up. I'm gonna bring the black horse and ask Farron to go out to ride it. Farron stops and looks at it and checks underneath it. Beautiful <laughs> girl, isn't she? And he like pats her on like the back of her neck and hops up onto her back to adjust himself. What? Yeah. Make sure you guys take it ready. And hide in the cart. How many messages that far? I. Why are you sending them? I don't have sending. Shoot. I do have message. Yeah. It says that the range is 120 feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna reach. Because they can't out about a mile from the city. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have sending either. I don't think I get yeah. that. I don't get that until another 100%. I think, yeah. I think it's a little spell, so. Hello? Yeah. You notice that she had communication with Melissa's the uh, cup that he gave him. So, making your way back to the old camp, uh, you arrive to see Horace and Oscar are still out. But Zephyr is like picking something out of her teeth, it looks like, uh, sitting around like a small fire as she's beginning to stamp it out. Oh no! It is. Almost afternoon. We had some business to attend to. I can see that. It was me. Yes, oh yeah. So Chuck on his pony. <laughs> the pony, you know, ponies are not, you know, tiny. It's not this ain't my little pony. Mm-hmm. Uh, still large animals. Yeah. But Chuck is very tall for this. So if Chuck has his feet dangling to the sides, they're like that far from the ground. I was like, gonna say, is, is his toes gonna bleed? His, his so feet scrape the grass. His if, toes are bleeding. If he did that with his foot, he'd be dragging his toes into the ground. He forgot his shoes. <laughs> Where is she? Uh, climb on into the back room. Get on her way. She kind of like kicks. Uh, she she kicks Oscar. When he like. Pats on horses, uh, plump belly. His horse comes to, and they gather their things and hop into the back of the cart. Uh, Lily, I assume you're already in the back of the cart. Okay. So, I suppose now is a good time. Uh, is there any last things you all wish to do before making way for Senrals? It's my job. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just have to tap it. Yeah, you take the the dung and put it on the correct placing. I'm sure, Wolf can show you what need be. It's the bung. The bung, sorry, not done. There, there's the bung and the bung hole. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what they're what it's called, though. I, I, I'm not a medieval blower. Ah, well, it's still very commonly used. Hey, you know, I buy Coors. I'm not a sponsor. Yet. Okay. Making your way to Senros. You're driving the cart. Uh, you two are on uh, horseback. Is are, are are either of you going to also kind of make sure the tracking is on? I assume Chuck probably isn't. Chuck's probably just following along, yeah. I can. Chuck's sitting. I can write ahead. Okay, so with with you and uh, Farron and Volfall keeping track, will you make a survival check with advantage? Riding along, the cards in the center. Chuck's behind. Uh, Farron and uh, uh, Rava. Sorry, I got my. Names my stuff. I'm a couple of Right ahead, a few a few dozen feet. 
20 total. 20 total. So, in the first several hours of... Excuse me. I got an NRG work uh, going. Um, the first several hours of the travel seem to go by without a hitch. Uh, the You are currently in like a plains and fields sort of scenario. Uh, riding deep into the plains of New Mexico. Um, it is, you know, dead grass, dirt, hot in a lot of places. Um, not a desert necessarily, but very barren. Um, about six hours into this travel, putting you guys right around 3 p.m., uh, can I get everyone who is not in the car to make a perception check? Uh, not Chucky, because Chuck's behind the car. Okay. So the two of you. Do I drive in the car? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perception. Perception. So, Farron, man, I... Farron slash me is not looking very good today. Eight. Oof. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you and Farron are, are bullying each other back and forth and not, not keeping very close eye on the path ahead. Meanwhile, uh, you can see... Looks to be about maybe two-ish miles straight ahead. There is a large mass. Uh, it looks to be... Based on what you can see here, maybe 75 feet into the air. Uh, off the ground. Like, you know, like, like it comes from the ground up to 75 feet. Uh, it looks to be a large, uh, weird-shaped, bulbous mass. Almost like a mushroom, but like not with a... Huge mushroom tops, small, bulging out and coming back in. Doesn't appear to be moving. Staying still. Oi. I'm talking to uh, th- those two. Yep. So, Rava and Violet. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry. Um, I keep wanting to say Fenlin. <laughs> he lives. He lives. Um, we, should, we should probably keep an eye on that. What? You look forward, you see it. What? As he calls it out and kind of points in the direction, you and Farron turn and you can see it. I, don't, I wasn't paying attention, I'm sorry. Oh, it's a, it's a large, um, some sort of structure almost looks like. About standing from about 75 feet. Uh, weirdly shaped. Not quite mushroom shaped, but it comes up a bit and then bulbs out and it comes back in. Ew. How, how far away? About two miles. Okay. Okay. I'll keep my eye on it. Continuing along in that direction. Uh, the closer you get, the more obvious it becomes that it isn't moving and it does look to be some sort of structure. When we get about, like, uh, when we get a little closer, can I send uh, Estella out and I can like, look at it? Sure, you want to like, kind of like, park, park up a bit and can't, sort of, temporarily? I mean, I don't think it'll be bad if I'm still on something, right? As long as you're, like, secure and not going to fall off. Eh, it's fine. Okay. I'll risk it. Risk it for the biscuit. Honestly. Alrighty, go ahead and make a perception check with Estella. I know hers was, like... Hers is pretty good. Wait. Let's see. Mine. 
as uh, Estella flies in, uh, you see it, it is definitely a building. Uh, it looks to be piecemeal. Like, there's bits and pieces of several different, like, metals bonded together into this facility. Oh. Uh, and and it, is, it does have a wood base structure to it, but it's been added onto uh, greatly. Um, it is about 75 feet, maybe 80 into the air. Uh, and it has, like, this this small, like, looking glass on top. It just kind of turns. And then Estelle gets closer. Make a stealth check. Just closed it out. Sorry. It's fine. I should have just had it open. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. 18. Okay. Uh, it, it, as Estella gets close and flies sort of around it, the looking glass sort of looks at her. Focus within a bit. And goes in. Do you have her fly towards the top, or is she gonna fly towards the bottom? I'm flying the top now. Yeah, okay, that was towards the top. Sorry. I guess you want to make your way back down a bit before she heads back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there looks to be a sign on the front uh, with a few words. The only words that she can make out uh-huh. is a uh, tanker tavern, and there's one word in front of it. Then you come back? Yeah. Okay. But did it kind of seem like, like from what I could tell, kind of almost like a telescope-ish type yeah. thing? Yeah, like it was like like a looking glass. Yeah. A periscope. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the word. That's the word. Periscope. But it did retract, right? It did retract. So, Rava, you have that information now. Yeah, I'll just tell everyone that uh, it looks like a structure that's been added onto quite a bit, like with bits of metal, wood, and that it has a periscope coming off out of the top. So it seems like it is someone manning it because it was like looking around and it is able to retract back into the structure. In the front said the Tinker Tavern. Karen Pillars looks back at you. Interesting. Uh, anyone feeling tired or anything? Not really, but uh, I'm not sure we should really go into somewhere that's uh, looking to see. Yeah. What's the what's the move? And probably so. Yeah. I've been this house. Twenty. Thank you. This sort. Let's do Six. Actually, you'll have advantage on that for backstory. I was sitting there, I was thinking about that. Nice. Nope. <laughs> You're like. Mm. <laughs> Every. It is definitely a tavern. <laughs> so interesting. 
It is interesting. It, it, make an insight check. Everyone? No. Oh. Just level. Change the volume. Insight. Uh, Miguel, will you turn your camera on and off, please? You got frozen Ralva and Ruby. Okay. Twenty total. Twenty total. Well, it does not seem to be menacing by any means. Yeah. Um, it looks to be a really weirdly placed tavern. What would you all like to do? You say that you don't really want to go into something that looks random. Well, and we we do have more pressing matters to attend to. Sure. Can I roll for how lost Chuck is right now? Just in general. Uh, roll a D100. Just curious to see. We should probably tie Spike's pony to the cart so we can't wander too far. I'm assuming the pony was never untied from the cart. Okay. Yeah. 60. Uh, you're not, like, totally lost. You know what's happening, you know where you're going, you know what your goals are. But this conversation is, is, is nothing to you. You have no clue what's happening. Alright. You're just so happy about the pony. Yeah, you're really obsessed with the pony. You're so happy now he gets up and he wants to hang out with the pony. You stop riding? Hmm? You can't, I mean, the, 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 I think the caravan is still moving, yeah? Oh, yeah, so. Okay. Mm. Alright. He's, like, he's just admiring the pony. He's like, maybe one day. So you're gonna name it one day? Well in Chuck Sanders. In Chuck Sanders a day is one day is like in five minutes. Oh you mean you're naming it one day. Yeah. That's how his name is one day. One day. <laughs> no, of course his name is Lee Rosai. Or die. Of course his name is Die. Die. Actually. Chuck Sanders. Name you Die. Alright. Write that down. Please. Chuck Horse Die. Chuck Horse Die. That's a broken pencil. Chester's over there. I was like, right? So, you are going to just go past it? You're going to go around it? Probably should go around it, yeah. Okay. Everybody cool with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so riding around it, you guys create a wide enough berth to avoid it. Uh, how far off, off from it do you want to be? Like, you saying, like, wide, or are you just, like, kind of, like, I'm going to just kind of trek around? As for perception purposes. What, like, 200 feet? Okay. Uh, you guys are traveling around it. It appears to be um, a wooden building that has been built onto at the top and off to the sides. Um, there is a weird mechanism at its base because it's like sort of elevated, but right now it's just chilling. There's a large door. Uh, there's a, several horses, like like uh, the right word here, hitched outside of it to a pole. But other than that, you all continue along towards Senos. Uh, can I get you to make another uh, survival check? With no. advantage this time. With advantage though. It'll be 18. 18. Okay. So, continuing along here, uh, for another, you guys have another roughly probably two-ish hours beyond this. 
Um, the off in the distance, if you all pass around this tavern, you can see mountains beginning to rise. Um, and then you know, based on your knowledge of the map, that roughly an hour this way towards the this would be the uh, west, uh, east from the mountains is where Senmos is. So continuing along after a while, the plains continue, but sort of turn to a greener scene, uh, more similar to like, you know, like Kansas fields. Um, eventually, you can see not too far off the rising uh, spires of Senros. Uh, Senros is not a walled uh, city. It is just a city that spreads out across. Uh, you have probably been here once or twice. You have been here before, and... Uh, sorry, I should say those out loud. Volp has been here a couple of times. Chuck has been here uh, for a while, as this is where the prison is. Um, and Lily was here for an extended period. You did go to Bard College here. <laughs> um, and so, as you all get closer, those of you that have been here before, familiar and fond memories. Uh, it is a very vibrant city. It's not dreary as so much of the uh, the Empire tends to feel. What what time about is it getting to? And see, so you, it, it, you guys left like around around, uh, around 10 getting close to the afternoon. Uh, it was 6 hours, so now it's been 8 hours. So, about 6. Uh, you can see the sun beginning to set. Uh, Did Atlas give us a place to meet? He just had to call when you're getting close. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot to handle. <laughs> uh, you hear? Oh yes, hello. We're getting close. But um, where would you like to meet us? Uh, would you like to meet at the tavern or perhaps the university? Um, I have an office there. Um, That's what I was thinking. You can hear this? Yeah, no, none of you hear this. This is don't. This is a, this is a, a one-on-one through the cup. The university sounds nice. Okay, so um, I have an office on the major side of the university. Um, meet me in the courtyard at the very center. So, uh, Lily should know her way. There is the Bard's College behind that. On the, the, the front side entrance, as she would know, is where the courtyard is for the other colleges. Okay. So. See you soon. Okay. See you very soon. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, wait, sorry. Bye, love you. Uh, I didn't say that. Right. Thank you very much for that. Um, conversations for maybe in person? Maybe. I'm like, oh. Says. I'll send a message to Lily. Okay. I'll say, um,. Where he suggested we meet in the in his office in the mage's kind of court, mage area, I guess, of the of the university. Wait, I'm like sick. Yeah. <laughs> that was a conversation. Awesome. It's like that rad. That sick. It's like K. Hey. Has the response. No, I'll say, uh, we're meeting him at the university. Yeah. Where's Should we continue? Yep. Oh, and he continues right even ahead of you. 
faster. Yeah, should I run faster and catch up with him? Make an dexterity uh, saving throw. Uh, you'll add five to this. Five. Well, sorry, you're just gonna roll a d20 and add. Uh, actually, it'll be seven. I'm, I'm making up horse stats right now. Oh, okay. And then oh, okay. Extra source. I know. I figure they have got probably a five to their, probably a five to their decks because they probably have like twenty decks plus two prof. Twenty four. Just pull ahead of him. He rolled a twenty-two. A loser. I said, no, no. He's gonna scream. Then I'll head back. I'll like turn her. I'll turn the horse around and go back to. It's not fair. You got a smaller horse than I do. Say anything to make that face. This wolf here, this. Uh, make a reception check with disadvantage. They're a bit far off at this point because they're kind of racing. Like, but yours is larger and stronger. I'm also heavier. Yeah. Pretty heavy. Eighteen. Ah. Uh. Ah. Not quite. Okay. Nice. You hear him shouting, and you see him like writhing a bit, but you don't, you don't actually hear what they say. <laughs> uh, like I said, Cinderos is uh, for those of you that have been here, you remember it to be a very, like I said, vibrant city. It is not like it is not a city that is very obviously it's still in the empire. It's the second largest city in the empire, has a large population of roughly one hundred fifty thousand citizens, not kind of the university. Uh, if you count the university, probably closer to 280,000. I mean, 180,000. Um, there are all variety of colors and races here. Uh, Senraz is one of the few Empire cities where Drow roam in the bay. Um, as well as Durgar uh, and Dark Gnomes. Uh, there are also uh, a lot of like goblins that just live here. It, it, is, it is the most diverse city by far. Um, while it is Imperial... It seems to be the the city, the largest city with the least amount of executions, uh, possibly because it's vastly nobility because there's the university here, so it's a bit uh, on the higher end of cost of living. But uh, it is run well. It is a happy place to be, and there is not as much fear here as other places. Although still illegal if you're not noble to practice magic or uh, public displays of religion. Uh, writing in, you can see there are several large spires, uh, and towards the very center of the city you see three main spires climbing high. Um, at the very, kind of more towards the north end, you see a large, like almost like a, a Tog Mahal-esque castle. Um, and then you see a, a wide marketplace uh, on the outside of that Tog Mahal-esque castle. Other than that, there's large uh, houses, residential areas spread throughout. Um, the marketplace is very large here, uh, with a, a, a center, with a large like amphitheater in the very center of it. Riding on it to Senros, I assume? Okay. Making your way in, you all begin to make these observations. Uh, Lily, are you going to, at some point, get up onto the front of the car? Are you all going to ride the cart straight into the town? Uh, with Zatsa, Oscar, and Horace with you? It is a covered wagon, so you could probably hide them pretty well. How big is the hidden compartment? Underneath? Yeah. Uh, you haven't opened it yet. So you're gonna have to stop the, the caravan to... Yeah, okay. Okay. 
So the caravan is halted by Wolf shouting and waving his tiny arms. They're still big, aren't they? Yeah, but... tiny but thick. Yeah, they're short. <laughs> they're short, but... Girthy. Yeah. So, uh, going back to look into the compartment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you lift up the wood, uh, it does look to be, uh, for lack of better terms, invented for smuggling. Oh. Uh, it, the entire bottom of the cart, or the entire like base of the cart, has like a, a two to or about a three foot crawl space underneath it, the same length as the uh, interior of the cart. Oh, it'll be a bit hard to squeeze an orc into, but if you were to persuade him well enough, he might try to crawl into it. <laughs> he has to lay like his back looking up. Beat up. Uh, he's healed a bit in the last two days. Uh, well, this might be like four days. Uh, but, I mean, he's he's still beat up. Yeah. Dalta looks to be mostly healed at this point. And she's been healing him as well, so he's a bit more healed than one might expect. Um, Horace was never beat, so. Yeah. Uh, for now, let's just ride in if, uh, if there's too much trouble. You guys may want to crawl into here. Uh, you know, don't want to be too obvious, but... Uh, essentially what I'm saying is... It's better to be a little uncomfortable than get caught and killed. Horus just looks at you. So since what you're saying is we should... Wrong voice. Essentially you're saying we should consider getting into the war. Bottom of the cart, but not required to. If if there is trouble, just quietly move down there. If there isn't, all the better. I'm short, but I've got a punch, but I'll make it happen if I need to. I'll join you. Last time I was here, I was not a free man. So you're gonna get into the into the crawl space now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Chuck stops as the caravan stops. Chuck just. Quietly crawls into the cart and then slinks into the. <laughs> I want to just slink and die. I'm like, die. Oh, the horse. Yeah, I was like, just like, it's done. Just, hey, don't worry, die. Be back. Just be in here. Make it a sturdy sink. Oh. Ah. Uh, I still need to know what it is. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. So close to you. So misses. Uh, Daigo's like chomp on your hand and your fingers, you're t- touching his, he's the end of his snout, he's like... Ah, uh, die. Good die. <laughs> then Chuck just goes back and... Do you crawl in? Oh, he's coming back here and there. Yeah, being back in Senras, you are reminded that maybe the circumstances of your time there might not have been exactly what you thought, but... Uh-uh, no. Also, know you did some damage. I'll just like, okay. So Chuck's just kind of just rambling for a minute. He's like, "I, was that? I, I think I was in a cell. That's all I remember." I'm not hearing any of this. Yeah, no, you're still up ahead. You're still bullying. Oh yeah, you're still being bullied. I'm still. I, I'm just climbing back up at this point. <laughs> yeah. That's all I say is, uh, "We're being in a cell." And then I'm I'm just quiet and I go. Oscar quietly puts the <laughs> top of the of the crawl space on top of Chuck. 
terrifying. You see this long, lanky dude just rolling in. It's like that video. Oh, no. My son keeps growing at night. That's terrifying. Oh, no, I just never. No, you're good. You need to bring me his laptop. Yes, please. Shout out to the Indy Beyond. I'm happy to say that when you know they're not a sponsor. Lily, do you need to ride up front anyway? Yes, I need to give directions. Okay. So, riding on in. Um, Lily, you know those three spires sort of towards the center of the town are the university. Um, so, Rava and Farron, are you guys going to kind of like ride side on the sides of the cart? Okay. Making your way into the town. The dirt road you all have been sort of kind of loosely following. Uh, turns to a more solid dirt road that you're eventually forced onto. Um, and then eventually turns to cobblestone as the farms on the outside turn to buildings on the inside. Uh, architecture here is very... It is more fantasy-esque than, like, uh, Clifton was. Or than Fossette was. Uh, it's a lot more Renaissance-esque, but you can see that there are, like, actual light posts out here with, like, bulbs in them. Um, there are rails in the center that you can see up ahead. There looks to be cable cars, just, you know, like basic transit. So almost like Ethron. Almost like Ethron, yeah. Similar to Ethron, but uh, less cold, more um, brighter. Mm -hmm. uh, Lily, go ahead and make a, a history check with advantage, even though you know these things. You can kind of see what your exact mind is at. 17. 17. Okay. Uh, so you know that you turn left here, right here, left, just kidding, no. You know the path, and are able to lead them well enough in. Uh, eventually, you all find yourselves at the base of these three spires. So, uh, the spires are, are you know, peaks at the top that turn to larger, fatter, stacked-out, tier-shaped buildings. Um, they all seem to be vastly triangular, pointing toward the central uh, courtyard area. Uh... Climbing up the stairs that kind of like rise on the outside, uh, you all can find yourselves in the courtyard before long. Um, go ahead and everyone roll a d20 or roll a perception check. Chuck? No, not Chuck. Are you going to stay in the ship in the cart or are you going to go up to the uh, meeting? I'll stay in the cart because I mean, you, you shove it kind of. You mean you can push away out if you'd like to. Well, let's see how these perception checks go. 23. Okay. Um, the military presence here is larger. Uh, they aren't stopping carts, but they are looking at carts. Uh, and eventually you hear Zatsa uh, speaking guttural. And you can hear as the wood is lifted. <laughs> and large grunts and the cart rocks back and forth a bit. As it gets crowded, now Oscar, Zatsa, Horace, and Chuck. All stuffed in the crawl space. Is there a blanket? Uh, yeah. He he put bedrolls. I'm gonna like hand the reins to Lily for a second and call oh, back no. and like put a blanket in there and be like, "Here, a little more comfortable." Uh, just like it covers like yeah, it covers like horse's belly. That's about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I would, I would, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Aww. As, as Wolf closes it, he just hears out to, oh, you son of a... <laughs> And I'm gonna call. Okay. So, leaving these four now in the car. I'll take You all make your way to the courtyard. Uh, the courtyard is, is very pretty. There are hedges and there are seat spaces. Uh, you can see, so there's a building, building, courtyard center. And then back here is a long rectangular building, which you recognize to be the main library of the campus. No. <laughs> uh, it has four post pillars, very blocky, um, square off. Uh, the courtyard has a fountain in the very center that is round base and then floating in the center, like this weird, uh, I guess, I guess iron um, ball that just sort of rotates as the fountain water kind of just goes through each of the holes on this uh, sphere. Is there, like, a stable area where we can keep the horses in the cart? There is, like, street parking, essentially. Okay. Right now, the cart's just sort of, like, parked on the side of the road. Okay. And the horses can be hitched. Do we see anyone? Or do does, like, Robin notice that there are more, like, drow? Oh, yeah. Out? Yeah. It's just seven checks you all made, definitely. Oh. Then she's going to take everything off, then. Sweet. As you do, Theron kind of looks at you and nods, uh, grinning. And he's like, about time you showed yourself a bit. No, no response. No. All right. Uh, in the in the courtyard area, you see a variety of people. Uh, you see uh, a lot of like older looking individuals with long robes that are green. Um, a few older ones that have long purple robes, and a few older ones that have long red robes. Uh, you would know this to be the green robed individuals are the Bard's College professors. The purple robed individuals are the Mages College professors. And the red-robed individuals are the general college professors. Uh, students around here are all wearing a variety of clothes. You know, it's 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 a, it's a college campus, so they're just you know students. Some of them are wearing crop tops. Just kidding, no. You know, some of them are just wearing normal clothes. Some are dressed very fancy and professionally. Um, you haven't gone to here, no. People that dress nice are usually the pompous ones. They're probably the general studies trying to look cooler. Uh, you know. Huh? Or the mages. Or the mages, if they're like very pompous mages, but most mages here are very laid back. This isn't really the main mage college of, of Twin Arfig. That is uh, up in Ekron. Yeah. yeah. And so that one is where a lot of the pompous ones are, but the transfer students are still here trying to look pompous. You know, but other than that, it's like, you know, this is a very like sweatpants or basketball shorts and t shirt kind of college. They they wake up, so they like come to school. College. Yeah. They wake up and they come to school. That's that's their job. Mm. <laughs> Uh, you are one of those, you know, t-shirt and shorts kind of kind of students yourself. Now you're wearing a dress, so that's a step up. Uh, so the layout, uh, this bottom college here is the general college. And then there's the bard college and the maid college. Maid? Mage college. So uh, on the street side is the general. And then... <laughs> and then the back left is the Bard College, and the back right is the Mages College. Uh, as you all kind of sit here, taking in the scenery, looking around a bit, uh, there are a variety of insects, you know, like, there's there's a few, excuse me, because later in the evening there are a few fireflies that seem to be out, uh, and one of the trees off to the side, you see a few smaller jigs uh, illuminating the area. Uh, there are birds still kind of flying around a bit. Not as gross as our college, but we have birds 
making the whole campus smell poop. But, you know, very uh, peaceful little courtyard. And you see the tall <clears throat> Atlas emerge from the bottom of the Mage's College. His long flowing black hair and his, you know, pale skin. Hello, everyone! And he kind of raises his hand, and for the first time you now see him in his Mage's College attire, which is essentially just like a, a, it's a doctorate's robe with purple on the sleeves. Sick. Such a weird person walking around campus. He was never here when you were here. No, definitely not. You don't recall there ever being an Atlas campus. Of course, you were spent most of your time in the Bard College, but even you, you probably would have spent a lot of time in the courtyard practicing. And no, never. He waves himself. Please, everyone, follow me. So, so. Making your way into the Mage's College. Uh, Rava feels very deep set. I'm excited for this. Yeah. yeah. As you walk in, you, you want to go on the other side pretty badly. The daggers. <laughs> you snoozing over there. This is Chuck right now. <laughs> oh, I see. You're role playing. You're role playing. Uh, honestly, inside it's very interesting. Uh, there is a large, like, kind of common space on this first floor here, and you see a staircase towards the back. Um, Atlas makes his way there, and he sort of turns around and, everyone, welcome to my domain here! Um, and he begins to talk. It isn't really relevant to anything. He's explaining what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> so, there are papers that are sailing, like, paper airplanes sailing around the building. Some of them begin to go up the staircases. Uh, they are looking to be like what you all can infer. Well, actually, make an arcana check, those of you that are proficient in it. Wait, not you. Not you. You're role playing. Yeah, no. When I say proficient, it doesn't mean half proficient. Bards. Twenty-four. Uh, yeah, you can. You would infer that these are probably like some sort of memos that are flying around um, to do things and to compete to, to go places. I want to touch one. You reach up to touch one? Mm -hmm. Just kind of like tap one. As you reach up to tap it, it like soars over your finger. Move it. Uh, is this something I recognize being a professor in that room? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually you would, because you've been in all the colleges in that room, so yeah, definitely. Um, the, the, col or the, the cloaks know they dress how they want to, Yeah, but it's because they're pompous. Uh, yeah. I don't know, the, the the opposite kind of seemed like... It, it does seem the opposite, but they act the... It, it's, it's interesting. Uh, there are... The mages, at least, yeah. Yeah. There are many different, like, creatures in here. Like, there's variety, all variety of races. Uh, not so much drow. Or, or like, under-dark uh, creatures. Uh, but all of the other seem to be here. Uh, all wearing brightly on their chest their symbol of nobility as they are required to do at college. Mm. Um, there are <clears throat> frogs, there are cats, there are owls, there are pigeons, there are ravens, there are snakes. All variety of animals uh, chilling with their uh, mages that seem to be controlling them or, or, or um, uh, partnered with them. Uh, there, as you walk towards the back, you can see down one of the hallways looks to be a large uh, gymnasium type place. You can hear and see magic flying around. Looks to be like a practice facility of some kind. 
Uh, it is awesome for for you especially. You think this is ridiculous and unnecessary. <laughs> you couldn't care less. <laughs> As you walk in, Farron is also like wide-eyed. Like I've never seen anything quite like this. And Atlas turns. Well, it's what happened when you have the uh, authority to practice magic. And he begins to ascend the staircase. <laughs> Did you go? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice to have these kind of things. <laughs> just sort of a fire. Well, to be fair, you teach. You know, heat. Heat applied to metal over and over again. Wow. Did I hear her ug? Yeah. I'm like, oh, Lily, it's so cool. Each student's. I cry. I just can't wait. Alice uh, is just explaining, you know, this is where all. There are two main colleges. He explains that to you all. Most, some of you know this, some of you don't. Explains this is the secondary one for the lower level nobility. Uh, highest nobility goes to Efron, to the main uh, Elvastian uh, Mages Academy. Uh, he explains that he, in the last two years or so, ha was appointed as the new dean uh, of the College of, of Arcana, College of the Arcane, uh, for... Uh, uh, that's nice. There's another city in my brain that I can't say that's in my mind that I keep wanting to say. But... Uh, he explains that he got this position after he got into very good luck with the local, or with with uh, the Hasatan uh, Arcanist, uh, Atlanta Rabis, and he was given this facility. Uh, he goes on to explain that he has kind of turned the things around. Uh, he's requiring the symbols of, of nobility so that there is no uh, concern about loss of permission, uh, but also explains that, in truth, there have been a student or two who's coming here not with nobility who just slipped up a symbol to wear. Uh, at least that's what he says in the spaces where he can. Yeah. And you all climb about 13 flights of stairs. My bones break. As well as it's like, so did you ever teach? We're stair climbing. At the Mage's College? Well, technically, no, I didn't teach in Ethron. I, I did some other um, administrative work there. What kinds? I I kind of controlled um well I didn't control I, I made calls for the um Hassanian major school a bit up there. Oh, like how many years ago? Oh I started about four years ago. About four years ago. Yes. Hmm. I didn't get out very often. I kinda of slept in my office for most of those four years. I also teleported in and out as I needed to because I had to control things with the format below. So I wasn't seen very often. Yes. So, anyways. Uh, this right here is where most of our um, mage students will sleep each evening if they don't have their own places in town. And then you, you walk to the top of the stairs in a very uh, large door frame that's painted purple. He reaches through his pocket pulls out a stone and plants it to the door. As it dissolves into the door, the door unlocks and swings open. As you all walk in, you can see it is a very large office space. There are probably about 25 foot tall uh, walls up to the ceiling. Uh, there is a, a large chandelier that isn't connected to anything floating and rotating at the top. It appears to look um, almost like stem, like, okay, 
Excuse me. You know Iron Man 2? Oh, Miguel and I both. Oh, you're good, Miguel. You know Iron Man 2, or 3, whenever Killian shows his brain to Pepper? It kind of looks like that in the chandelier. I said 3. Oh, I said 2, and then I'm sorry, 3. Oh, that was uh, When he shows his brain to Pepper, and like you know, it has those like brain stems, sort of, like that make this nice constellation appearance. It's sort of like that. Um... There's a desk in the center that is messy and piled high with paperwork. There are books flying from shelf to shelf. Uh, a few of them come down and plant themselves and they close and fly black back black fly back up into the rafters. Uh, and then other than that, there is a, a small like chamber area with a very small bed and like a bedside table. Um, there are a variety of different creatures and cages here that appear to be uh, sleeping currently. There's a laboratory space where he has many bottles for like potion creation out uh and then there's a single chair in the center of the room uh that is just like this this normal oak chair right below the chandelier and he walks around and sits down at his desk and waves his hands a few more chairs collect in front of it for each of you and then he snaps a finger and you hear the door slam closed behind him so and here we can speak freely um Congratulations on not dying in Glendale. Thank you for saving Zadza. I thought she was gone for good, so... So, um, I suppose to be discussed here is... Why do we set up a new base? Do we set up a new base? What do you all think? At this point, uh, oh, sorry. Formalities. Hey, are any of you not interested in joining the Forgotten Below? Congratulations. You're all members now. What do we do? <laughs> uh, charge of this operation? You are now. You're all that's left. Con considering... Uh... Other matters aren't necessarily, uh, sorry, um, considering there isn't, some, that something hasn't happened, uh, I do have a tavern in Ethron with a pretty expansive base. He kind of like makes, him a sits back a bit. The only issue with Ethron is that they are now moving all military operations there and are slowly taking over most home-owned facilities. Um, as you all have seriously set off a chain and they don't want to rely on Semros for that anymore. They want to send people there for training more explicitly. I don't know if it's safe. I do have eyes on your family if that's what you're concerned about. Well, there's that, but, you know, there's also the... Well, it doesn't sound safe, you know, that... They might not be looking right under their nose. Perhaps. So they are taking over taverns. Your friend, uh, who's running your forge, his tavern was recently closed by force. I've managed to keep them off of yours for now, but 
Oh. I don't know how safe it will be forever. Now, there are, it is an option. There is also the option of directly under the nose an orphan. It was going to recommend Clifton. Yeah, I'm aware. And he looks at Faerun, who just sort of like puppy dog looks down on his feet and sits back in his chair. I'm gonna message him saying loser. <laughs> he responds and he's just he's just like a, a sob sound. I, I do that like, like you'd see me. Atlas looks at you and chuckles. <laughs> I'm gonna pull out my map. <laughs> it's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. There is also uh, there is also the option of here somewhere, but I don't exactly know where. I'm sure you know if you tap into the area. How does that expand your own? I've been looking to expand anyway. Plus, it might be nice to have my family outside of that time. Perhaps. Uh, do you think <laughs> the letter of designation to the college? Yes. Yes, I can. I can get that. Yes. I can also get the moves here, so you don't have to make the travel. That's true. Yes. Why is it red? Although it, 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 even though it would be nice to see my my danger. home again. These are the danger levels. Uh, we we might make the trek out there if necessary. Not sure. But either way, I can I can get everything here without you having to make the trek if needed. Because at this point, I don't know what's next for us. Well, we can either go totally hidden, like the Magdalene Forest, or we can go completely unhidden in Orvins. <laughs> so, I should say, in one way, thank you. And the other way, what are you doing? Because you've taken my small operation. That was just a rumor. And now, <laughs> it's out there. I'm just going to Maybe I can, I mean, maybe a step is for us to start sending you all out across the Empire to recruit. Well, and, you know, seeing as you kept an eye on my family, I'm sure you know about my son. Yes, yes. So, anyways, um, I... <laughs> there is... Like I said, a few taverns here. If you open one here, then we could get you over the basement. We could set it there. Or, back at Orvind, I might have a connection or two to... I mean, I have a connection directly onto the Empire, so I don't know it go well. We have been setting up a specific uh, set of money for, uh, for the purchase of a new tavern. Well, when I've been to your tavern, so I can make a sizable contribution, but... Well, where are your paths taking you? Like, before you came to me at Facet, where were you headed? Each of you individually. Do any, do any of you have a set place where you're just sort of wandering? I'm, I'm just looking for a way to either get out of the Empire, or get the control of the Empire gone. I thought I had run away from the Empire, but it didn't really work out. And you? 
I'm trying to find the, the name of the place where she is. Byron. Oh, it takes me that. I know where it is, but I don't remember the name. I don't know which one it is. Is yeah. it Umagrad? It's Umagrad. Well, I was I was going to head up to Umagrad to find someone. Go to the vampire. If you wanted to go outside. Who are you looking for in Umagrad? Byron. Oh, that's right! Oh. I've been in contact with her a couple of times. We're the guns on our side. That would be pretty sick. What is this? Probably big talk. Um, yeah, that was just a me kind of thing, anyways. Right. Um, I know that you, Farron, and Farron interrupts and had nowhere to go, and then you took me in, so. I don't know. Ultimately, I think it'd be nice if we could go back to Dawnfall and set it there. But that's. Like, long term. Uh, Very long term, if you saw what the place is like. Where is that Sam, Horace, and Chuck? They're in uh, the cart. Had the secret department. He sits back, holding his eyes. Chuck is. So Once he opens them, you see, like, pink glaze over his, his green eyes. And you hear it, you hear it in your head. <sighs> Tell everyone to get ready to be pulled. I saw that air. Help! Oh, why did I take to you? Honestly. The rest of you watch as he touches both sides of his brain and pulls, or his, his skull and pulls out. And you see like pink matter erupt from the sides of his head. As he clasps his hands and slaps it together, all three, or all four of them appear. You all, you fall onto the floor on your back. Ah. Zatsa stands. A warning would have been nice. I I talked to Chuck, I'm sorry. (laughs) Ah. Chuck. Ah. I. I. It's not so. No more. It didn't feel right to those Pierre. Shall you? No, don't cheat. I'm not wasting another test on you. There are a lot of options here. This is a big decision to make. There's the option of under the nose or out of the way. Let's try to narrow this down a bit. Inside the Empire, I think, is preferred because we have the best access to things. We have three main cities we've discussed here that are all main cities for the Empire. <laughs> Two of which are plentiful in military coverage. Being Orvind and uh, Fart Knuckles Ethran. The latter of which being shorter on that number and directly here, but who knows what what we can exactly access. I just said Ross. Pretty sizable amount. Senros is fairly central. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, Senros is central to the Empire. Um, let's, let's break this down. So, Efron has another college that he has access to to an extent. Um, and it's north. Senros is central, has the college that he's currently in charge of. 
and is large. Orvid is very large, uh, roughly 250,000, uh, and is directly under the Empire's nose. I'm wrapping my foot on the pole. And then there was also the discussion of the Magdalene Forest, which there's a chunk of. Uh, the only issue is that chunk that is in the Empire is Clifton. I think it seems like Zenros might be the best option. Let's see the rest of you. Zenros! You are a teacher here. Easier to recruit. Chuck! Let's see what they say. Can I drink some water? I'm very thirsty and dehydrated. He snaps his finger and your cask appears. Oh, I don't. It's just oh yeah, I assume you probably tapped it or something. Yeah, he's he's just drinking out of his. Water's pouring out of his out of the out of the sides of his mouth, dumping it out of his chest. And he takes some hand. I don't know why Chuck is so thirsty. He was in a freaking with with the. It's fair. I mean, yeah, he could just drink it there. Girl. <laughs> uh, so for the most part, I think it's decided. Right. Uh, should we start maybe looking for a property or? I say maybe you all spend the day here. You will spend the night here, and then the day tomorrow. Sorry. Move around a bit, get to explore the place, see what there is to offer, and then we can try to set up a new facility somewhere in the next week or so. Good day. Help me uh, reach my family and again send that letter. Sure, we can take some time to do that. I mean, if you want, we can just let you all have the evening and then um, I can set facilities available for you at the tavern here in town if you'd like. Does that work for anyone? Yes. Can you put my back? It hurts really. <laughs> he looks at Oscar and Oscar's. <laughs> Hey. How do we uh, continue to hide the uh, fugitives? Right. They'll stay here for now with me. I don't want them to get killed. Not that I'm aware of. Not that I've heard of. Chuck, are you a fugitive? You have no clue. Yeah, I just kind of... But then I just repeat the same thing. Did I just mention that I remember a cell inside my court? That's... How about everything else? Yes, but did you stay there until they let you out, or did... No, there's a big boom, and I got out. That's all I so the answer is no. I do remember a friend there. I don't remember his name, but... We tried something explosive once. Let's see. That's all I remember. I haven't heard anything of this, so... Uh, all I know is I can't be out and about in this town. All I remember is that I was... Did you look like you look now when you were... Whatever happened? No, I looked something young. But I think you're okay. How long ago was this? Oh. He He grabs the hand, pours the, the, the bookshelf in a... A large stack comes out and begins flipping through it very quickly. I mean, yeah, he closes it. There was a prison break with roughly 45 years ago. Oh. Oh. But I don't, I, I maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're, I don't know. Maybe it's creative. 
Turn back to me. He didn't just read this in a newspaper and think that it was him. Yeah. I'm not to be surprised. Who knows? Also, I don't know if he's capable of doing a prison break. I just think you could mentally comprehend what would happen in a prison break. Well, 45 years ago, we don't know what Chuck was like then. He doesn't have an ex-wife in Clifton. Oh yeah, I bet her. Oh yeah, I probably should... assume that he was not the brightest crayon in the books. My ex-wife? Ah, she took all my money. I'm not surprised. No. She was evil. I did some things. She said you met her, was she she evil? She's probably old lady. She made me long sleep. And she cleaned them right up. You don't realize realize that was charade, right? She was hiding her other business in the back. Um, this has been... This has been an interesting conversation with Chuck. I think my memory will come back to me. I mean, if you want to do one of those taps again on my head. I don't know how I feel about that right now. When she was cleaning up uh, Chuck, it was just that sequence in Shrek 2. Pretty much. Or no, Shrek 3. Yeah. So, with that in mind, I guess you all have the evening. Um, I'll communicate telepathically with each of you to let you know where we'll be staying. We'll free to run the city, I suppose. Chuck, you're safe to run the city. Cool. Hope I don't meet anyone. I've spoken with the guards here. They don't seem to have any idea who you are. Yay. And they keep me outdated on who's wanted. Okay. Mostly right now, Jezatza. What does he do? Oh, what do you do? I was running an underground rebellion. Oh, cool. I didn't know this, or I don't remember. Anyway. Oh, dear buds. <laughs> the rest of us are. This one. He just got the bath, but the undercarriage of the cart smells so bad now. Chuck wants to do one more thing yep. before he wants to try and just shoot fireworks for some reason. Because he's just starting to lose a tiny bit. Look at your skills. I think you did it pretty easily. All right. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. He has a cantrip fireball to make a few flames. What do I have wrong? Nothing. All right, Chuck's just going to... Um... Okay. Oh, no. Yep. Oh. Hi. Oh. Roll a D100, please. Honestly. 66. It's feeling really good. Execute order. Execute. Not, 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 not a sponsor, not a sponsor. Choose four, pe- four creatures. Four creatures? In the room. So you have Atlas. <laughs> you have yourself, you have Horus, you have Osprey, you have Zatsa, you have Ravi, you have Lily, and you have uh, Wolf. And Faerun. Wolf. Os- Wolf, Oscar. Um, Rava. Rava. <laughs> and, uh... Kill me. Who was the other one? You have Lily, you have Faerun, you have... You're gonna kill me. You're gonna kill me. This is gonna kill Function. me. No, he already chose Wolf, uh, Faerun, uh, Oscar, and Rava. You feel this immense force knock you in your chest as you're knocked prone. No fires come out. He just goes. I kill you. Favorite. 
Well, no more magic. He puts an arm out to help you up. Actually, study. He, he wants you up. Well, I. No, it just happened out of nowhere. I couldn't control it this time. I don't know. I, I'm not kidding. My, I think I couldn't control it this time. It just came out. He showed a thing or two. Alice looks confused at you. This was an interesting trick. I, I didn't mean to do it. It just happened. That is called wild magic. Yours is more broken than most. Really? I don't know why you've been selected by nature, given through chaos. But I need an agent of chaos, I guess. I think you're not an agent, but but still, chaos. An accident of chaos, perhaps. Yes. Great. So, it was a lot. Maybe she's right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how to fix wild magic. Maybe you can... What? I don't know how to fix wild magic, but maybe you can help him understand more. I think I have just the thing. So I'm like, I do not know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> where can I where, where can I go to help this man? Are you asking? Um, I don't know. Maybe try looking for books on wild magic in the library? Okay. Is there a bookstore in town that I can actually purchase a book? Yes, definitely. Do you think I'd find books like that out there, or would it only be found in the college? Well, there's the college campus books. Oh, perfect! There is that. You could find textbooks there. As well as a few other books. There is, so, yeah. Um, what? What? There's also the local, uh, the Pinarfeg book, um, Supergiant in all the major cities. Bards and Nobles. <laughs> Stop. Stop! You can find that in the marketplace. Well, we're not going there. I just came up with that, and I had to go with it, man. No. Or do I got So you, you can go wherever you want to go, Chuck. I'm, not... I'm taking you. You're not going anywhere else with me or with anybody else but me. Okay? Why can't I go by myself? Because I don't trust you by yourself. Well, what if I meet one of my old friends that I helped escape? Too bad. Okay, what? Oh. And you feel your mind's, your mind like kind of like a piece of it pulled out of you for a second. Oh. And then replaced. With his? You feel the same. Oh. As the two of your minds are tethered for 24 hours. What's there? Me. Um, what kind of these things? Did you say that? It's essentially a, uh, a psionic leash. <laughs> well, it's safer to know that someone's in control of him. What can I do with this? Communicate? You can communicate, and if you absolutely need to, can possibly control what he does. Very, very small commands. Like, you know, like like teaching like a dog or something. Like stay, heal, sit, roll over, those kinds of things. But only a few times. Okay. So only do it if absolutely necessary. Also, doing that too much could fry his brain. 
Maybe it'll actually help. <laughs> I don't think it can hurt. I kind of want to see him roll over. I do it, roll over. <laughs> make an intelligence saving throw. Tragic. Make an intelligence uh, saving throw. Or make it, it's going to be an attack roll. Uh-huh. Plus your spellcasting modifier. Uh, wait, hold on. What's your spellcasting modifier? It is uh, plus three. Okay, you get double proficiency. So. Add your proficiency twice to that. Okay. 14. Wait, it's just eight. No. Now the plus five for her intelligence modifier. Wait, it was plus. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you already. Uh, sorry, not your intelligence. Plus three for her spellcasting. Plus two times the proficiency. With the proficiency bonus? Oh, plus two. So you'll get you'll add four to the three, making it plus seven to your roll. Oh. Three. You roll over. Damn it. You say vocally. As you drop to your knees and roll over. Okay. Alright, so that's one. Okay, I'm not that was just for example. Yeah, 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 of course. It was also for now. Yes. Okay. Anybody else want to come? Say so you're in the... I'll, I'll come along, sure. You're going to go to bars and... I'm not going to bars. Anybody going to come with me as I search for... Uh, either... A plot of land to build a tavern, or... One that I can purchase. Maybe after... I have to talk to... Uh, someone on Canvas. Oh, they're talking around until then. Okay, we could write the girl later and come back to your family. So, everyone, if you need anything, please don't hesitate to find a wizard that can cast a spell and find Tommy. Okay. <clears throat> uh, can I go ahead and get the two of you to roll initiative? Okay. And you as well. Chunk, you're uh, being dragged by Rana Sims. Three. Mentioning that while this goes on, uh, you cannot be any more than thirty feet from Rana. Okay. Like if you are beyond that, you feel yourself pulled back to the thirty foot later. This is a feature that he has called Mind Leash. Thirteen. Initiative. Eleven. Okay, so we're going to do Lily, Vol, Rava. Okay. Uh, and... Okay, so, Lily, you're going to go find someone you said. Okay. To the forest area. Okay. I'm going to look for all the teachers' offices. <laughs> are, you, you, are you looking specifically for... Okay. You know where to go. So, going to the Bard's College, um, just description. Uh, it's a lot, it's still very beautiful, still very elegant. Uh, the interior, there's green carpeting everywhere, but it's a lot more gothic in design. It's, you know, gotta be gothic for, you know, this bard vibe it's not going to be so fancy and arcane necessarily but there is a, a general like elevator music throughout the facilities uh it's a lot more your style of course uh while it is gothic there are still like flowers coming out of all the cracks in the in the building um 
and making your way through, you eventually find yourself outside of the office you're seeking. So the door opens, and I, I totally forgot her name. So, you, uh, as, as the door, as you knock, a few moments pass, and just, just a moment. Standing. A few moments pass, and you hear shuffling, and then <laughs> you see the older human woman, Iris. <laughs> she returns your hug. It's it's been. What, six years almost? Six years. I've got lots of longer than that since I. 27. Like 10? Oh, your brain doesn't function the way it used to. You know. It's good to see you. Did you get my letter at all? I'm t- I just didn't get a chance to write back before I heard about the temple closing. Oh, yes. Uh, I assume you read in the letter that Dobby is dead. It is tragic, but for a good cause. It was a beautiful death done for the means of Atma. Yes, I just wish I didn't have to see it. Um, can we, like, go in your office and shut the door? Oh, I assumed. Oh. And she sits ahead her desk and you sit across from her. It's it's just um sometimes there can be beauty in death sting, Billy. So understand that sometimes we have to find it. Yes, I understand. Hopefully the dog is with Alba Alma right now. Can I deal, yes. But if he's not, then either peace. So what have you been doing now? Well, uh, are you friends with, uh, Atlas? You, he is in the Mage's College. I know you're not, you don't go there very often, but... Well, one of these things I do, I've been elevated to Dean. That's good. Uh, cool. So, I'm meeting with Atlas quite often, yes. Well, how do you feel about rebelling against the Empire? Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> About a 15 out of 20. Um, I feel like it's the optimal choice if we wish to continue what we do. Yes, uh... So Atlas came on. Um, more bits of vulnerability have uh, been making presences here. They simply go to him and he somehow conjures up a symbol for them to wear. Yes, I heard about that. It's very good. All people to learn magic. It's uh, terrifying for those that uh, are in position of the power not stopping him. Yeah. Well, uh, we were thinking, like, I told you about the, uh, I, don't, I always forget this group's name. I've been saying no. for quite a while. Write that down. <laughs> Rip. Magic for. Forgotten names. Well, uh, now I'm officially a member of the Forgotten Below, and I was wondering if you would like to help us set up here? 
means. Like, what what do you need from me? I'm not I'm not joining the rebellion. I I, I can't. We already have one dean that's interested in it, let alone joining it. Maybe you can be just like an ally to us. Do what I can. Whatever you need, let me know. And if I can do it, it will be done. And if I can, it won't. Okay. Now, I did heard a few rumors about uh, a rebellion burning a city to the ground via train. Was that you? Yeah. Was that you? Look, our idea to put the explosive in the train. Right, it was your idea to throw a case of beer at it. So. Controlled explosion is not controlled, no. controlled chaos. It was not controlled chaos. That was rampant chaos. I understand, but was it you? Yeah. And what part of that was beautiful? I heard there was a decapitated guard on the tracks. Yeah. He was a scout, and I asked him if he outed any uh, magic. And then he said, yes, you cut his head off. I did not cut his head off. The dwarf did. Shoved his head into the tracks. Did. You did not stop him. No, I did. Well, I tried to, so that we could have some great quiche, but... You can't out of him. He's... Oh, okay. I saw him without Heesh. I froze. <laughs> <laughs> can you wiggle your... Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. So, um... I understand. I just... Try to think of peace and beauty in the absolute chaos that is following you right now. Well, I'm trying. It's just that I'm put into a lot of dangerous situations and I can't really control them with three murder hobos with me. You are born into chaos. Yeah. Embrace it and turn it to something beautiful. Right? In turn, I will do what I can for your rebellion. Okay, promise. Right. It's murder. Just a bit. It's a tiny bit. Is there anything else you need from me right now? Right now, look, so good to see you again, and maybe we can practice later. Sounds like that, very much. Since you're going to be apparently setting a base here. Open up a bar. Hey, Oscar, nice. No, remember I went here as a partier? I'm aware, yes. Well, this is going on. You are uh, with. You're probably going in, but of course I am. And so is. No, not, not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You are with Atlas dealing with corporations. Yeah. Um, the the main thing is just that I need him for is just sending the letter there. 
Okay. Um, but essentially, I'm just writing a letter about. Uh, uh, I'm resigning, um, and I, um, as a recommendation for my replacement, the the guy that's been doing it. Okay. And so, Atlas. So essentially, I'll just say that you gave you turned this into me, and sent that off to them. Yes. All right. Um. Once we have your facilities here better than established, we can move your family. Yes. Uh, I was just wondering uh, if there was a way that you could contact them and just let them know that to be ready to move. Sure. Um. Obviously, I would still like to. Maintain ownership of the house, but right. uh, just in case we have to go through that one, we have a place to stay. I have a you have a contact there that will take care of dealing with your family, um, setting up a team to run the tavern in that one, and probably inhabiting your house while you're gone. Okay. Uh, once, it, once it's necessary, they'll move here to run the tavern so that you all can continue to run across the entire continent for me. That's all I can think of that's needed for this half of the business, but would you like to come with us to look for America? I'm going to make for Athlon to drop to drop off this letter. Okay. So I'll be back sometime probably about a half hour or so. Okay. Uh is Lauchin still in the room? Right? Yeah, he's sitting in the corner, kinda of just talking to Zatsa. Lauchin, would would you like to come with us to, to scout out the new spot? Well, I'm not so sure. And you watch his Atlas points a finger and puts it up to his chin. Sure, I'll come with. So, he makes down for the courtyard with you. Alright. Rama! You and Chuck uh, are going to make your way to Bards and Nobles. Thayron is coming to. Oh, yeah, Thayron. Is that what the. I wanted to go to the college yeah. store. Sure. Yeah, easy enough. That's, that's literally. So. Going back up to the courtyard, it is now closer to 7.30. So it's dark outside, and so now it's mostly illuminated via magic light uh, all around it. Um, and then there are more present fireflies and jigs in the trees. Uh, looking towards where the library was, which is where the bookstore is located. Um, you see that it is, is still illuminated, still very active. There are still a lot of uh, young students walking in and out of it. Cool. This music's too good for this. Every time we turn to we turn to Sydney for anything, it's like oh, ridiculous music. So, making your way up up to the library, I assume. Yep. Okay. On the inside of the library, it is vast. Uh, there's one small desk, and then there's a wall behind it, and beyond that, you can see two stairs leading up to an upper level, and then behind those stairs are just rows and rows of books. Uh, behind the desk is currently a small gnome woman. Mm-hmm. She looks to be fairly young. Uh, she has like a a, a, ta- a tablet, like a like a I can't think of the word here. Ah, oh, like a clipboard. Uh, that she's currently like taking notes on. She's got a textbook open next to her. She looks to be a student hire. Nice. Hello, welcome to the library. What can I do for you? Just looking for a couple of books. 
Right, are you looking to rent? Do you wanting to tear go to the bookstore and purchase? Um, we can go to the bookstore. Upstairs to the left. Thank you. Have a wonderful, magical day. You as well. She goes back to writing in her clipboard. Nice. <laughs> she turns pages. Chuck, you ain't draggle. I know. Farron just, as you're walking up the stairs, oh, she was a boy. Wow. That was a really weird stutter. She was a whole ray of sunshine. Almost as excitable as you. I think he's falling upstairs. Upstairs, there's more uh, rows of books. Uh, you see out to the left, it looks to be like a wall and a door into a larger area. Uh, you can see books in there as well. And a small little reception desk. Um, on the right side, you see like a, an area with tables set up all around. Looks, You can see several different uh, people studying, writing things down. Mm-hmm. A few groups of people, like, kind of just chatting a bit. Yeah. All kinds of racism. To the big store you had, I assume. In there, you can see there are, uh, I think a little reception desk, kind of in the center circular. There is, uh, looks to be an orc, half-orc female, who is talking to this group of, of students, uh, and sitting down, flipping through Rolodex, an older, like, like, large, like, I guess, plump, uh, dwarven woman. She's like, oh, hello there. My name is Helena. What can I do for you on this fine evening? Uh, I want No kidding. She's not a bright one. Send a message and be like, let me do the talking. Okay. We're looking for a couple of books. What kind of books are you interested in? She pulls her Rolodex out and you just hear, it's like massive. Would you happen to have any books containing any information about wild magic? It's in wild magic, I'm sure we have that. And she, her eyes turn this like deep purple as the Rolodex begins to flip and her hand just like rotates in front of her face. Oh, yeah. She pulls out a card. She hands it to you. Let me be located. Well, three, two, and it pops into her hand. Here. <laughs> Uh, on the cover, it just says uh, Wild Magic for Dummies. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. What else can I find for you? And I'm also looking on looking to find any language books. Like general languages of like the continent or the world. I'm thinking I'm I'm trying to learn a new language actually. Anything in particular? Dwarvish. Baron looks at you. <laughs> sure, of course not. And he walks out of the, out of the bookstore. Hey. He just goes and stands outside looking at one of the bookshelves. So. Oh, sorry. That's not me. Oh, I looked at you. Sure, not the problem then. Your friend seems to be a bit bothered by that. As he always is. Sorry to hear that. Alright, let's turn purple and the Rolodex begins moving again. She continues talking with you. What to do when people get out whenever you know men get angry like that is just continue to make them angry. That's what they usually do. Good call. I know it bugs him so much. It yeah. brings joy it, to my it, heart. It does spark quite the joy. Here it is. She hands you a card. Put your hand out. Two. One, and it appears right in your hand. Sick. 
And this one is just full of languages of Abashia, and it has like a colon dwarvish. Please. There's a whole volume of encyclopedias for that. So if you're interested in other languages sometime, come back. For sure. You seem to be quite scholarly yourself. I bet you could read through that in a few days. So. Ooh. Can you help me find a book? What do you want? <laughs> is there something that helps with memory? A book about memories? They make pills for that. Um, you know I can get pills. Not here, I'm not a drug dealer, I'm just a librarian. Look. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... And that's all Chuck is just thinking. He's like... He just stops there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, Chuck just... Literally... He has a bit of a memory issue. Yeah. Look for him. Right? And she pulls the drawer out, pulls it out in hand, sets it on the desk. And it's titled "How to Deal with Your When Your How to Cope When Your Grandpa Has Alzheimer's." <laughs> this might help. And she sets that on your stack of books. It is purple. That's what Chuck said. Is that coloring book. Yes. Oh, you have any of those? <laughs> <laughs> and she she Oh, you, Chester, sorry. Uh, and you, you hear this rumble as, like, three small dwarf children uh, come from this back door to the desk. <laughs> Give it the air. <laughs> and the small girl reaches her head, sets it on the desk, and she, like, she flips it open and tears a few pages out and gives it back to the kid. This one's on the house. Cute. And your coloring book. I hope this helps. It probably won't. It's... Her. Oh, yes. Here's a box of credits. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think that'll be it. So, well, what do you have here? Remind me. I'm sorry. I'm a bit slow and short of memory. I have the Wild Magic for Dummies, the Languages of Albastia, Dwarvish, and How to Cope with Your Grandpa Who Has Alzheimer's. Right. So, I'll get to see all of those for her. Well, I like you. You're quite funny. <laughs> because you've got that angry friend in there. Oh, yeah. He's always... I'm going to give you half price on the Dwarvish book. Thank you. Just to seed some anger for him. I'll make sure to mention that. Good. What about the... On the... Alzheimer's book? No. No. Alzheimer's book? Anyways, so... <laughs> I'll get some of them all to you for... 20 gold. You got it. Thankfully, you didn't buy any textbooks, actually, so... Oh. Uh, textbooks around here run about three platinum. Eight. Three platinum, sturdy. About 30 platinum. <laughs> My conversion was bad. <laughs> See, anything else I can do for you? I think that'll be it. Don't forget next time you come through to Helena. First time. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm gonna start walking. So as you, Chuck... Oh yeah. Sorry guys. Miguel had to leave. He's an old man in real life, so he has to sleep, I guess, by 8.30. <laughs> so, uh... The voice of Chuck will be done by me. Thankfully, all I have to say is water for the next few hours. <laughs> so, as you and Chuck exit the bookstore, Theron is talking to an elvish woman, an elvish girl, like student outside. As you come in, you're like, oh! Right then, have a good one. Comes back over to you. 
So, how was your purchase of a Dwarvish book? I pulled it out and like, you gave me 50% off. I hate this place. Yep, she made sure to uh, let you know that she did that on purpose. I hate this place. Good for you. Also, the bag. Are we still going to Bards and Noble? Alright, good. I'm sure. Oh, how's this experience that one? I start walking. I start walking right He doesn't move within 30 feet, he does. So, as for you two, you're going to go investigate a new facility for where to plop a tavern? Yeah, whether it be like a plot of land that we can build one or like. An old one that we can upgrade or whatever. Okay. I get both of you to go ahead and make a investigation check. Perfect. You think I'm good at? Perfect. You think I'm not good at? <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Sixteen. Fourteen. Yeah. I think I pull out lots of pairs. I can make one too. Thanks for when you were level three, and that couldn't be a high DC, right? <laughs> you know who's... It's too boring to buy tickets. Do you know whose table this is? What's that? Oh, he rolled really low, though. Mm. It's, it's not a high DC, though. Um, so, are you guys wanting to find somewhere closer to the college, or in the marketplace, um, or like on just a random road? Like a, 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 a fairly well-trafficked area, you know, just to get patrons, but um, not not necessarily in the center, but like close to campus actually would be good, you know, get get the get the college kids. A university bar. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there are a few of those. Um, and Kansas is only about two or three miles from the marketplace towards the Taj Mahal-esque temple, uh, a palace. Um, there are a few bars near. Um, going into them, uh, one of them must be pretty frequently trafficked. Um, on the outside, it's literally just called Uni Bar. Uh, there are a lot of college students in here. Uh, there's bards frequenting. Uh, in fact, you guys can be on a karaoke night. Uh, it's like there's like a, a window and a stage in front of the window, and that's where the the bards perform. Um, excuse me. That's a very frequent running tap. Um, beyond that, there looks to be a small brewing um, room behind the bar, uh, half brewing room, half kitchen. It appears. And you do see uh, a stairway leading down that has a curtain in front of it. Um, it there are booths that line the walls uh, on the opposite side from the window, um, and a, an assortment of tables around. Uh, it's roughly, you know, it's a decently sized tavern. Could you give like an estimation on prices that we're looking at? Like for what it might cost? Yeah. Uh, you'd probably have to ask, like, if, if it's a tavern that's already running, you'd probably have to talk to the barkeep yeah. to get an idea of what they might be willing to sell it for. Um, there are other taverns. There's a few smaller, less frequented taverns nearby. Uh, there's one that's, like, completely run down and has no one really in it. 
save a professor or two. Uh, but they all seem to have a basement. They seem to be decently sized. Okay. You can talk to any of the barkeeps. There's not really any land available in this specific area. I don't know. For the city, though. We should probably go to like an average, like an average, an average one that like has not too many people, but is definitely known, you know. Sure. So, um, yeah. So, uh, about a block from campus, there's another bar that's sort of like in the middle of a, an apartment building. There's like an apartment on top of it, essentially. Um, it also has a small stage, no windows. Or no, like, windows for like the, the, the set up by it, but there are like two small windows and a, and a glass door. Um, it has the, the, the necessary facilities. It's a bit smaller than Unibar, uh, but it is, there are a few college students in here, the ones that seem to like not want to be around the louder noises. Oh. Well, I don't want to kick anybody out. <laughs> Don't want to evict people from their apartment. Um, mm-hmm. for, let's go to the Okay. I, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. It's, it's worth investigating a few before you try to jump in anything. You know, so you know that essentially there's the rundown tavern, there's a the middle ground tavern, there's uni. All of which you can investigate pricing on if you'd like to do so. Uh, and that was good things when to make a contribution if necessary. So, a uni bar, the barkeep looks to be an orc. A woman. There's a Goliath woman. Uh, and as you come back in, she's like, oh, back so soon, huh? Oh, we were... Well, this is quite the place to be. It seems like it. New students at the college, are you? Uh, no, but looking to, to move into the area. So, uh, what sort of business are you looking to run? Well, a tavern. Do you have a shop yet? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, but I I have a brewery up in Ezra. Right. Looking to expand, you know. Sure. You know, up in Ezra, we're all dwarves, so it's uh we know how to get the taverns pretty pretty exciting. Right. I I can see that you already have a pretty established clientele and. It seems to be pretty fun in here. So we've got to deal with the bard's callers to continue frequenting us. We keep uh, karaoke or bards or open mic night and they keep sending people over. Interesting. Uh, Lily, you've been here before. You've performed here. How would you like to get even more people in here? I mean, it's always a good idea to have as many guests as we can have. Well... <clears throat> Me and my family have the knowledge of how to do that. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I own a brewery up in Ephraim. Fair enough. So that's pretty much all we do. Uh, no, I I could buy this place and uh, expand it, you know. Well, with already functioning business, it's not a cheap set. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Make me an offer. See if I'm willing to take it. Oh. 
Hold on. Like so you have 40k, and if you need more beyond that, you can speak to Atlas and see what kind of contribution he's willing to make. I can give you 40,000 gold right now. Make persuasion. Thirty twenty. Forty thousand for a down payment's quite steep. But noble. You hold nobility in the Empire. I do. We can make it to that. And over time they've an additional ten thousand gold. I'll make you a deal. You know, we we would have to change the name and sure. it, you know make make the place a little bigger. Uh, Probably I, work on speaking to our neighbors about expanding. Yes, but uh, for now, I'd like to see the basement. Is that all right? Sure, we thought, but sure. Well, I just want to see what kind of work we can do down there. You know, make sort of a VIP area. Well, let me just show you the basement. Gee. Pushes the uh, red curtain aside, leads you down the staircase. Um, it goes down and has a, like a landing and goes down again. Uh, there's a door that opens and it's uh, decently sized. Uh, it's you know about forty feet across, forty feet across, you know, square. Uh, decent, you know, it's not huge by any means, but uh, it does have another room beyond that that's about twenty by twenty. Uh, through another doorway. Uh, in it right now, there's not really anything. Maybe a few boxes for storage or crates or a few, you know, casks. Right. And I assume you have rooms for rent upstairs. Correct. Yes. And how many would that be? Uh, we've got currently sitting seven rooms. Seven rooms. Uh, what's generally your... What generally do you sell a pint for and how much for a night? In one of the rooms. A in the room is about 15 gold. Yeah. Uh, for pints, we charge about 3 gold each. Uh, we also sometimes have meals in here prepared. We usually sell them for about 10 gold a plate. Alright. That's pretty good pricing. We can look at those at a later time as well. We also generally, um, when we have karaoke or open mic nights, we take collection of uh, coins to give to the bards. All right. Um, this looks like a good place. Uh, you know, you you could keep your job, um, but I I will also have some staff coming in. Sure. Um, that should be expected with any. Yeah, I mean, in, like I said, ten thousand gold. What we could even do is, rather than you paying that if you wanted over time, I could continue to work here until the ten thousand is paid, then. Reassess my contract from there. That sounds alright. Uh, I'm sure, as a bartender, you're used to being a little fresh talk about people's business, you know? Of course. Right. It's bar side. Of course. You know, all kinds of people end up there. Sure, I mean, 40,000, another 10,000 in condition beyond that, and bar is yours. Really? Sounds like a pretty good deal. 
Imagine. Nods. Adler should be pleased. Alright. <laughs> Slips into a hand and puts it out to you. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> you done how business is done. Yes. Thing. You don't want to hear how the sausage is made. What? It's a thing or two. Oh, I didn't think it was a thing or two. No, I didn't hear what you said at all. Oh, you don't want to see how the sausage gets made. Oh. And as uh, this happens, all of you hear Atlas speaking your heads. For everyone, I just arrived back from Ethron. Um, set them some plans there. Uh, I spoke with... I spoke earlier before I left with a bartender at the uni bar. All seven rooms above are rented out for you. So, find yourselves there this evening, and a free breakfast invited in the morning. Can we send them back? Each of you has the opportunity to reply. Oh, by the way, I just bought the Unibar. <laughs> Nothing can he's not going to cast on the spell now to do that. He's very conservative with the spell cast. With him? No. With uh, one of them? Sure. Anything you want to reply with? So, Alice, Alice. If you already have the bar that you're supposed to be staying in. Uh, oh, upstairs. I'm going to go buy No, I did not think you guys were going to buy this bar. No. But I had this bar. I had this bar planned out because you know, I needed to stay here. Yeah. I hope they're ready for the new sign. It's going to be a big sign. Yeah. So, as you want to have a conversation, do you reply to anything that happens? Yeah. Okay. Here, Um... Yes, directly across from the Bard's College on the back side of the campus, you'll see lit up, probably very, very busy. Okay. Sounds good. Ale might be half price for you. You can let the woman I'll have a bar. Thanks. And you want to have a conversation with Fair, I assume? Yeah. Why? Like you trying to make me friends? I can't make a friend. I can't speak to someone in a library while you're in the process of trying to, um, no, it's just very interesting listening to you actually talk to people. Believe it or not, I talk to people other than you and other than Jarrell. Well, I've never seen you. You've only seen me communicating with people from Forgotten Below, or people in the Forgotten Below that we call home. I guess that's true. But I'm glad to see you making You are my friends! I believe that. You're ridiculous. You need friends. If you didn't need friends, you wouldn't tell me to not to bully your pink friend. What? If you didn't need friends, you'd allow me to bully Lily as much as I want to. True. Lily's a friend. What about this one? And like, kind of like, pushes Chuck. Uh, getting me. Why do you have a problem with me speaking? Why, why are you so surprised that I have the ability to communicate? Seem kind of standoffish most of the time. Only to you! When you talk to me the way you do, I mean, because you talk to me like that first. I think it is. I think you have a problem with me or I'm going to discuss. Are you walking along? Uh, Reason for another time. He throws a rock at you and misses. <laughs> you say that? Ah. I'm not understand. Anything else? All of you finding yourselves eventually at the uni bar. Is anybody going to do anything before making their way there? 
And I'll do the two versions that you're free to do something else you like. Let's see them save and form on my file. Make a performance check. A performance? Yeah. You're a bard that's bad at performance? Afraid because I'm bad at rolling. Oh. 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 I have a thing. Yeah, you get up there and pull out your vial and perform quite well. Hawthorne sits uh, at the bottom of the stage, staring up at you the whole time. Uh, while you're performing, you notice that Rava, Chuck, and Farron find themselves walking in. Farron, wow, she's quite good at that. He kind of like stands in the back and begins just kind of like small, small grooving. Like, while playing like really beautiful music, it's like not danceable too. Yeah, that's why he's rude. He's just like he's like very awkwardly like you know back and forth. Uh, the woman behind the 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 guy behind the bar, she's serving. Uh, looks up at you and looks back. I'm assuming you're kind of behind the bar at the moment. She just wipes a tear from her eye. Oh. You've heard her play before. Yes. And a few of the audience members come up and put a few coins in the, the, the contributions you're earning. Sit back down and a couple of them like wipe their eyes as well. You're playing this very soft ballad, essentially. The bar. Yeah. Exciting music right now? Yeah. Oh. So. Is there anything you all wish to do before making your way to your rooms? No. I'm just going to straight, wherever I get bed, just going to straight to the room. Okay. Anything before bed? In your rooms? I'm going to be reading. Okay. I'll get to it in a moment. You? Anything for you? No, I'm just going to brush my phone. Okay. Dig. So, as you all make your way to your rooms, the rooms are very nice here. Uh, you can understand why the 15 gold night. Uh, they have four post beds, um, very like queen size bed, you know. Uh, there's a desk that has the closing, uh, um, uh, sliding wooden door on it, so you can hide your things and lock it if necessary. Uh, which the barkeep gave each of you a key to your room. The key works on your desk as well. Uh, there are small, like pillowed, like like excuse me, beds for uh, animals if anybody brings anything in. So hop on, sleep on a bed if you like. Um, there are like uh, coat racks, which uh, Estella perched herself on top of, purchased herself on top of. Uh, and then there's like this closet space. Each of them has their own little private bathroom quarter. Very nice. They all also have windows out into the streets, uh, specifically facing the university. Which book are you reading? Intelligence check. Uh, not the religion check. Intelligence, Tyson? Yeah. Intelligence. Uh, Where we will be smart. 18. There's a lot of words in this book. It's really hard for you to understand. Uh, you find Alma, and you read a little bit, but nothing that you didn't already know right now. But you only read the first, like, paragraph. Oh, I'm too tired for this. Uh, 
school. You know, you know that reading. Oh. You know when you're reading, I have to stop and reread like the same yeah. sentence seven times. You never get the words in it. And you're like, forget it. I'm moving to the next line. Like that kind of reading. That's so sad. Reading's fun. And you have a success on the yes. wild magic. Uh, you learn that wild magic is completely and totally chaotic. It is from the deepest like grooves of chaos inset into nature. Uh, you learn that there are weird ties into the other planes that seem to be affecting it. But before you really get too deep into it, you finish the first chapter on the history of wild magic. Uh, the next chapter that you, or there's a couple of chapters discussing the history. Now, preparing to read about the content and the core of what mm. is wild magic in the next time that you take a read. Sick. As you all put yourselves to bed and find a much needed rest after a long few days, we'll pick up there next time. So, uh, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, we are so appreciative that you're joining us. And you'll be joining us next time we venture into our best year.